Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. Uh, here for a little time, not a long time, but we're going to have a good time. This is actually take four of the Sunday Rise. Uh, been trying to get it done for the last mm, about 30 minutes, and I don't know what's going on. We tried to go live. Well, I tried to go live on Podbean. It wasn't working. It wasn't happening. Uh, the wind is disrespectful. Um, Wi-Fi not working. It's just a lot going on. But there's more than one way to skin a rabbit. And this rabbit is getting skint today. So with that being said, uh, big ups to the Georgetown Hoyas and winning the Big East Championship and punching their ticket to the Big Dance. That's right. Uh, didn't think if you'd have told me a week ago, two weeks ago, that Georgetown would run the table basically and win the Big East Championship and the Big East Tournament, I tell you, you were lying. But damn it, it happened. Uh, congratulations to Pat Ewing, uh, those talented gentlemen over there up on the hill. Um, man, uh, I know Big John is smiling down on those gentlemen, on Pat, on the organist, on the, the school period. As a whole, man, that, that, it, it feels good. Uh, today is Selection Sunday, so we'll find out what they're going to do, where they're going to be seated at, being a, a, a conference winner. So that, that that's something to look forward to. We're going to get into NCAA basketball on Tuesday night flight. Uh, but Patrick Ewan's the only person to win the Big East championship, the Big East tournament as a player and as a coach. He's the first. So once again, congratulations to Patrick Ewing. Congratulations to the program. Uh, and I just can't wait to see what his recruiting class is going to look like for the next two years. Because if I had a choice where to send Dario, who's on special assignment tonight, and he Georgetown was one of the listed that, that was recruiting him, go to Georgetown. I want you to play for Patrick Ewing. You got to, bro. You got to. You know, I, I, it's ultimately his decision, but if he asks for my opinion, that's where my opinion lies. So, uh, staying local, got to talk about those Lady Terps. Merlin's, Merlin Women's Basketball and Brenda Freeze. Good grief. Good, uh, man, Brenda Freeze. She is an absolute beast. Of course, everybody wants to be loud now. On their dirt bikes because the weather's nice. But she's an absolute beast. Uh, she's been at Maryland since 2002. She won a championship in 06. She was coach of the year in 2002. AP and USBWA Women's Coach of the Year. She's been the ACC Coach of the Year in, uh, um, in 2013. Four-time Big Ten Coach of the Year. Uh, 2002. 2015. 19. And 21. Uh. 2002 she was coaching minnesota uh she is just absolute beast man she's turned merlin women's hoops into one of those i, I say out of all the women's programs in the country you, of course you know connecticut tennessee are your tops uh baylor's in there notre dame's in there 
Um, and Merlin's Merlin's a fifteen, but it's it's exciting watching those ladies play because they play as a team. I love it. And Brenda Freeze is the the one that brings it all together. And one thing about her, when she was pregnant and she was still coaching, all I could think of is yo, she is an absolute monster. I mean, some pregnant women, a lot of pregnant women don't want to be standing up. She's standing, walking the sidelines, pregnant and coaching. My hat has always been off to her. She is just a beast. I I mean, but when it's all said and done, she finally finally hangs it, you know, hangs up her whistle, her clipboard. She'll be mentioned in the same breath with Gino Oriema, with Pat Summit. You know, uh, uh, Richie Adubato. You know, it's it's a gang load of coaches that have came through the women's ranks, but it's only the special ones that you remember. And you you can say, you know, whether they're coaching men or women, that they you know they're going to be successful. And I always say that Gino Oriema, him coaching men, he would be successful. Same thing with Pat Summit. I think the same thing applies to Brenda Freeze. If she coaches men, she'll be just as successful because she's going to get the most out of it. And hats off to her and that Merlin program. Uh, hopefully, this is a Final Four run uh, championship. Once again, that's what we we need for the city. And then, you know, I can start that title talk USA. You know, title town USA talk back up. And BJ ain't going to be able to calm me down now. He's not going to be able to calm me down. Home of the champions. The DMV, home of the champions. So, uh, sticking with the N- the NCAA, the Duke Blue Devils, uh, they are out of the ACC tournament due to uh due to a positive COVID um a positive COVID test. I think it was contract uh contact tracing but it's it's been said and this is per espn seven hours ago duke virginia and kansas all had positive tests uh they're okay to play in the ncaa men's tournament after covid19 issues so but duke not making the uh making you know being able to play in the acc term that gotta hurt and i think you know we'll, we'll find out how bad it hurts them once the selections are made but uh, this is Coach K we talking about. One of the most legendary basketball coaches in all the land. Could be making probably multi-millions in the NBA, but chose to stay and be loyal to Duke. And does nothing but churn out player after player after player after player. You know, I, I on take one, I was talking about the big men that came through Georgetown. And, you know, we talk about Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, Othella Harrington, Mike Sweetney, Jahidi White, uh, Ruben Boomjay Boomjay. You know, we talk about the bigs. 
and you know being churned out in Georgetown. Now I was talking about Jahadi White. If he was seven feet tall, if he was even six eleven, with that body frame, he was the only person I've ever seen outside of Dennis Rodman to kind of hold Shaq in place because he had to wait to keep Shaq, you know, from doing a lot of things. And most of those guys that were smaller and quicker didn't have it. And Dennis Rodman had the lower body structure. Jahadi White had it all. He was big like Shaq, and he could hold him, but he just didn't have the height. Now, you look at Duke. Talking about players, you know, being churned out. Duke churned out Johnny Dawkins, Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, Bobby Hurley, Sheldon Williams, uh, J.J. Reddick, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and these is in recent years. Uh, Shane Battier. The list goes on. That list is pretty daggone long. You probably can unfurl that list, and it'll it'll probably stretch a good country mile, no doubt. So, uh, glad to see that they've worked through everything, and Duke will be possibly in the tournament and possibly able to play. That would be absolutely awesome. So. The big new, I'm going to jump. It's not going to be, it's not a long show. It's just here because I need to get these things out quickly. But this last but not least, uh, today, <sighs> one of my favorite quarterbacks, one Drew Christopher Breeze, has announced his retirement. And he... He 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 is on to the second half of his um he's on the, to the second half of his career and I don't mean football career I mean life in general uh it'll be a Hall of Fame induction ceremony in five years he was drafted in two thousand one second round thirty second pick. Played with the charge from 01 to 05. Uh, he was mentored by Doug Flutie. He then, in turn, mentored uh, Philip Rivers. Left, went to New Orleans in 06. Matter of fact, he signed, I think it was 15 years ago today, he signed in New Orleans. Played 15 years in New Orleans. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl MVP. Two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Uh, in 04, he was the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He was first-team All-Pro in 06, four-time second-team All-Pro, 08, 9, 11, and 10. 13-time Pro Bowler, led the league in passing yards seven times. Led him in touchdowns four times. Uh, led him in QB rating twice. Completion percentage leader. Uh, he was a sportsman of the year for Sports Illustrated in 2010, Associated Press Male Athlete of the Year in 2010, Burt Bell Award winner in 2009, uh, Art Rooney Award in 18, Bart Star Award in 2011. I'm uh, the list goes on. I'm not even done. I'm not even done. Two-time best record-breaking performance ESPY in 2012 and 2019. In college, he won uh, the Maxwell Award. In 2000, Silver Football, Chicago Tribune Silver Football in 2000, Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year in 98 and 2000. Now let's talk about the records he owns. Most career passing yards, most career completions, 
highest single season completion percentage, 74.4%. Most consecutive games with a touchdown pass, most pass completions in a season, most 5,000-yard passing seasons, which we never thought after Marino did it in 84. Nobody else is going to pass 5,000 yards. It was unheard of. 4,000 was really the mark. You know, Johnny Unitas was the first to pass for 3,000. Joe Namath was first to pass for 4,000. Dan Marino first to pass for 5,000. Drew Brees did it in consecutive seasons. Uh, highest completion percentage in the game, 96.7. Most touchdown passes in the game. He was tied. That's seven. Fastest player to reach, 50,000 career pre- passing yards. Fast player to reach 60,000. Fast player to reach 70,000 career passing yards. First player to reach 80,000 career passing yards. This dude has 80,358 yards for career. 571 touchdowns, 243 interceptions. His passer rating is 98.7. If that right there alone is not Hall of Fame worthy. I don't know what is. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say it. He's passed 5,000 yards in 2008, 2011, 12, 16. And he came close in 14. He had 49.52. That's unheard of. Unheard of. If you would have told me when he was at Purdue and I was a fan of his that he would be this good, I would tell you, you're lying. (laughs) You're lying. That's exactly what I would tell you. You're lying. Because, you know, his knock was he was uh, five foot nine. He's not tall enough. He's not big enough to get the job done and this, that, and other. But apparently he is because he's on his way to Canton. They might even waive the five-year waiting period because I would for him. Just saying, just saying. Uh, But happy trails to Drew Brees. Um, If you've listened to this show over the last three years, you know that me, the big guy KG, is a huge Drew Brees fan. Now, he had some slip-ups off the field with some – socially tone deaf comments uh but we all have to learn from our mistakes and you know get better be better as people so but i'm gonna go ahead and put it out there i think we talk about the greatest of all time and being tom brady and i for years I've denied it. You know, Tom Brady's not better than Montana, but Tom Brady did something that only one other quarterback has ever done. And that's win a Super Bowl in two different cities. No other quarterback outside of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have won quarter uh Super Bowls in two cities. Does that make him the GOAT? Nah. But him going to Tampa Bay and winning him being consistent in New England and winning every year makes him the GOAT now when you talk about the upper echelon of quarterbacks 
I gotta put Drew Brees in the same breath with Tom Brady when we're talking quarterbacks because numbers don't lie. So you may not want to hear it. You may not want to believe it. But Drew Brees is probably the second greatest quarterback to ever play the game. There I said it. I gave Tom Brady his his props. I'm giving Tom Brady his flowers while he's here. But I got to give Drew Brees his flowers too. So that's all the time I'm going to take up tonight. Uh, please go back, check out the WrestleManiacs on YouTube and on every podcasting uh, platform that you listen to podcast on. Uh, don't forget to be with me and the fellas on Tuesday when we go live and do a Tuesday night flight and talk about the NCAA tournament once these selections are all made and we got a tournament bracket filled out because I'm going to put in and I'm going to call and and we're going to do picks over the air. Got to do our picks. Got to start putting in picks and keep up with this. But let's get those brackets out. Get them done. See what you got. Let's see if we can get a perfect bracket this year. I hope they still putting a million dollars up because I'm throwing my hat in the ring, baby. So I'm the big guy, KG. I don't do no overtime. Thank you for listening. We are out of here. coming in with a little extra so let's call this the sunday rise extra nothing real heavy real long uh just had to say this duke and kentucky missed the ncaa tournament for the first time since 1979 if i read the graphic right wow uh everything that duke went through not being able to play in the acc tournament uh due to a positive covid test to missing a big dance all together so with that being said i think you will see them in the NIT, so we will keep a close eye on that. But um, <sighs> shocking. I, I I don't. I gotta look back. The last time has Duke ever missed a NCAA tournament under Coach K? You know, I gotta do all that research for Tuesday. But until then, I'm the big guy KG. Uh, this has been another sideline junkies production. So, hey. Enjoy your day.